0: When looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel.
1: Well, excuse me!
0: Looking for good ideas for life? You're far from good hands. Hey bud, what's your problem? If you think the listener is always right, you're far from the right place. Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! Hosted. a Northeasterner by birth, but a rebel by choice. Are you threatening me? If you want a host that floats between love and
1: madness, and we know the night is always gonna be here anyway, thinking of who's working up my appetite, looking forward to a little afternoon delight, then
0: play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. Alright, guys, uh, listen to this blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? creators of this game do understand the subject matter may be offensive to some, but they do honor the families and people that have been affected by these real-life tragedies that these individuals have caused. Want to play a game?
1: Oh yeah!
0: Lover of True Crime? Yes, yes, yes. Well, we got an interesting game for you to check out. Wow! With the mashup of influences such as horror movies, collecting cards, and RPGs What?! Led to giving birth to an incredible creation of this game, Killers the Card Game You are all my children now! This game is a collectible trading card game featuring some of the most infamous killers with tidbits of trivia on the back of each card to help you learn some insight to each criminal. Who the hell are you? Let's not forget, during the game, cops will be chasing you and these criminals.
2: I'm a cop, you idiot!
0: However, check out their website listed through all social media today, which can be found under Killers, the card game.
1: Am I on the internet? I want to play a game.
2: I am Mia Brown, and you are listening to Crazy Train Radio.
0: Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in a podcast world, Croc. Jonathan Steele. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this next guest is a fun and passionate, caring, multi genre recording artist that has a charismatic smile, which I've seen with her laugh, that is infectious, and her music encompasses. Which is a total mix of different things like Midwest pop, bloodbangers, bangers, jazz, touch a blend of country, of different styles, to create a unique style of her own. Her new single is "Back to My Boots." So let's go ahead and welcome Miss Mia Brown. How are you?
2: I'm great. How are you?
0: I can't complain. So thank you for the reschedule, but. Before we get into everything, back to my boots. So it came out early October. So what's the response been? What can you say about the song? Just what are we working with here as far as the song that people may or may not be aware of?
2: Yeah, um, so far I've heard nothing but great things, which is amazing. Um, I'm super grateful to have worked with Keith Burns on the song from Trick Pony. Um, as well as Mark Oliverius, who has a whole list of incredible people that he's worked with in his lifetime. Um, yeah, just a few. <laughs> and, um, it's really just such a fun song. I mean, it's a great dance song. I mean, y- there's a dance to go along with it. It's very self-explanatory exactly what it says in the (laughs) in the song um and Keith is actually featured on the song as well um but I'm just so grateful that they wrote this song for me and um it's just it's just a great fun song
0: (laughs) well before we get into everything else why don't we go ahead and put that right here
2: sounds good
1: Left step, swing it down low Come on Well, it's been too long since we've been out on the town Raised a little cane when the sun went down But it's about time I took you out Showed this town what you're all about Come on Said I'd meet somebody like you someday Deep south down home, Texas made Hand-tooled leather and a little bit more Born to do damage on the hardwood floor I'm getting back to my boots Where I along a little neon Non-stop, two-step song buddy Tony Lama and his friend and Post Never fall short on a Friday night Heelitone, here we go, do it just right, yeah That's right hey, here we go. Hey, here we go. Well, I really don't remember, but I've been told I was dancing in the cradle, only six months old My mama used to sing, boots were made for walking I got my first parent, I said, mama, now he's talking I'm getting back to my boots Where I belong, a little neon Non-stop, two-step song be a little honky tonk attitude's all I need You can go on and blame it on my roots But tonight I'm getting back to my boots Heel, toe, Here we go, here we go
0: Coming out of Back to My Boots, which is a toe-tapper, to pardon the pun, obviously musically, and I'll have links to everything so you can go and support and check all this out, the music and me in general. But how would you define your musical style? Because it seems like you take listeners on a musical journey, life, love, pain, healing, joy, just many different emotions. Through your songs, Steve, written so far,
2: yeah, um, I would just explain it as um, it's almost like my biography. It's it all explains who I am as a person in a nutshell. I mean, back to my boots is the first song that I haven't written on myself, um, but it also, but it's so. It captures my personality so well in that song. It, it captures uh my charisma and <laughs> um how I can have a little sass sometimes. Um but I would just Women i would just having say sass that... stop. <laughs> Trust me, my parents see it, my boyfriend <laughs> sees it. <laughs> but only them really I I do have just a little bit of sass but it's all in good fun
0: yeah so. it's there when need it
2: <laughs> yes exactly um but yeah I I would just say that my music just encompasses who I am as a person um I've been through many hard things in my life that I wrote about and I've been through some amazing things as well and I just want people to know that whole story
1: so
0: from a musical standpoint, and we know everything online is true, because I would say, <laughs> and I don't know, I would say I got several years on you age-wise, but just based on observation, I would say you would be, since you would be probably younger than me, you would be of the first full generation with the internet and that everybody... You, that's all you've known life with the internet so
2: i yep i am slightly older than google
0: <laughs> okay but yeah if, at least with your memory and you grew you've grown up yeah. with it's like commonplace. it's like you're gonna have a refrigerator in your house and or t- cable tv and you know what mm-hmm. i mean that's what i mean with that that you've all you've known is life with the internet yeah but with those tongue in cheek jokes aside, like I said, everything online, it is, it says at least, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. that started singing kind of around the same time you learned to talk and learned piano at a tender age of four, which reminds me, I'll have to connect you with her post conversation, a classically trained singer and pianist who uh, does Southern rock. Oh, awesome. I'll have to connect you with her she's awesome I think you'll like her but then during teenage years you learn to write music and play guitar so you mentioned there about with the different emotions with your with the songs and the journey you take people on so what was what would you say is the biggest change musically when you are writing songs at you know 14 15 16 years old to mm-hmm. where we are now as a full-grown woman you know what I mean so because obviously things have changed like like I said you're in high school we were talking about somebody else before we started I'm not going to yeah. drop her name here but you know what I mean you you're going so through so much at the those teenage years then and plus then you got school you got this you got you know just things that everybody deals mm-hmm. with to where we are now how much would you say your writing style has changed in that time period?
2: Um, Well, it's changed a lot. I think mainly just due to my confidence level, Um, being confident in my writing. I mean, I wasn't fully, like I never played any of the songs that I wrote. While I was in high school, I never wanted to really show anyone (laughs) any of them because I wasn't comfortable with them and I wasn't sure if they were good or anything of that sort. But by the time I was 19, I finally felt more comfortable in playing those songs that I've written. And I mean, they've constantly I've ever since I started writing. Um they've jumped to genre to genre. I've I've always written anything from country to rock to almost like a jazz pop, like Amy Winehouse to just actual pop. I've always been a multi-genre just because that's what I grew up around. Um, But I think just with life in general and maturing and being more comfortable in my skin that's truly what's changed um with my writing is just being comfortable with telling my story
0: well with that being said you know i think you bring up a good point that you uh, weren't maybe comfortable in terms of sharing or playing the music you wrote and all but would you especially early on there during your teenage and high school days? But would you say mm-hmm. it was a uh, way to let out whatever mixed emotions may have been going through? Because yeah, obviously, there might be times you're flirting with a boy or this. You know, I mean, just the different stuff that we all mm-hmm. deal with at that point. Was that just a good way to get out whatever was brewing inside here?
2: Oh, absolutely. I I mean, anytime I had a tough day, I would pick up my guitar or play my piano and I would just let all my emotions out through through music. I mean, whether I was writing my own song or just playing a song that I loved, um, it's it's always been my savior. I always say that music saved me, and it's true.
0: Nice. So, okay, I mentioned the piano and the guitar there, and you started Mm -hmm. learning and playing them at different stages. Mm -hmm. So not that i would do this but holding a gun to your head if i put put you on <laughs> under the gun per se which would you say you're better at would you say you're more piano or would you say you're a guitar player when you
2: prefer? i would 100 percent say piano
0: <laughs> is that just because you have had the longer time doing it or
2: yes and i'm just more passionate about it um i enjoy playing guitar but I enjoy, I mean, piano has just always had my heart. Um, just, you have so much range in front of you. And I would almost say it's a little bit more challenging than guitar, just in the sense that you can make a mistake so much easier. But there's so many classical songs that I just, and I'm, I'm a total music nerd. I even love movie scores and, and that I can just sit down and You know, I can find the sheet music easily and just start playing it. And I grew up listening to my grandmother play Lone Elm Waltz on piano. That was the only song she knew. And so just that I would ask, I would tell her to play it on repeat. Basically, (laughs) I would just constantly ask her to play it. And um, I wanted to play guitar, too, because my dad, I grew up hearing my dad play guitar as well. Um, But Piano truly has just been my number one, always.
0: Yeah, well, I'm finding little nuggets here as we go along. But you mentioned being in love with the movie scores and such. Could you see yourself possibly writing, trying to write movie or TV scores, something like that, as a different, another option besides being in a traditional box, per se?
2: I'm not so much talented in the composing aspect. Um, I I have not quite learned the skills of producing and things. Can I hear things in my head that I think would be beautiful? Absolutely. Can I put them down? Not exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I would love to. I would love to be able to even just be able to write a song for a movie, just a singular song. Maybe it's their theme song, you know, anything along those lines. I I would love to do that. I mean, my dream is to hear one of my songs in a movie or a TV show someday.
0: And that was going to be the next question with that. So there we go. And when she says when she hears somebody's theme song and stuff, for those who are. fans of it it's not peter griffin walking around with his own theme song in the one episode <laughs> Yeah, she, she's not going that route but i know you split time between your hometown in wisconsin and i apologize mm-hmm. i can't seem to pronounce it you guys have some interesting names in wisconsin <laughs> yes we do <laughs> but you split time between wisconsin and music city where your a lot of stuff is based for you professionally Mm -hmm. so what is that like for you uh split the time between the two and how much support is there at home for chasing the dream
2: oh gosh oh i have the coolest most amazing parents in the world i ever since i told them this is what i'm this is what i want to do and i'm doing it they've been like all right cool (laughs) they they never bought me on it they they've just always been like do it, just do it, follow your dream. And so I'm so grateful. I have the best support system I could ever ask for. And, um, as well as like my boyfriend, he's constantly challenging me to do more and grow in my music and, um, and he, yeah, just everyone in my family, everyone around me is I'm, I'm honestly, I feel like the luckiest girl in the world sometimes just because I have such a wonderful support system. <laughs> sometimes it's, it's tough having to leave for a week or longer at a time to go down and leave my family. But I have a whole second family in Nashville. I mean, between Mark and Candy, who graciously let me stay at their house um, while I'm there. Uh, they, um, Candy's daughter's old bedroom, they cleaned out for me to stay in Um, and then I have a whole other set of friends that live down there as well Um, it's just so hard having you you know I have my group of friends up here and then I have my group of friends down there and it's hard to leave them for periods of time but I'm I'm truly grateful that I'm able to have an experience like this and um, have such wonderful wonderful people in my life
0: I was going to ask there, with mom and dad being so supportive and such, and the boyfriend and all, but I would assume it comes from mom and dad. Was there any kind of stipulation like, all right, that's great, pursue your dream and all, but we want you to go to college or anything like that?
2: Nope. Dropped out of college after my first year, and they were in full support of it. They were like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, And, you know, I do my own like studying on the side. I mean, I love learning. It's just classroom settings are personal. The structure
0: now. wasn't for you.
2: Yes, it's not for me. And granted, I did very well grade wise in high school and grade school, all of that. But school has just never been for me and how I like to learn. I mean, I'm a total history nerd, psychology sure nerd. <laughs> like. English nerd. I mean, <laughs> um, I don't just enjoy writing songs. I enjoyed writing the research papers and all that stuff too. Just the more I could learn about the better. It was basically how I was. And, um, but yeah, actually my, my dad dropped out of school after his first year of college. Now we're also talking about the man who has like two associate's degrees, a master's degree. <laughs> Now, uh, he went back to school, I believe, 11 years after he had first dropped out. And that was when he just knew he was ready then. And for me personally, I felt like I shouldn't be spending money on a degree that I'm probably never (laughs) going to use. When I can be using that money for travel and having songs produced and mastered because no one tells you how expensive it is to record a song.
0: <laughs> the studio time, the board up, the you know, just the, all the little things that people tend to forget.
2: Yes, exactly. So I'm, I'm actually very grateful that I did drop out of college because now I have no student debt, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> able other- to. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a whole other beast in itself. But um, I, I'm just grateful that I made that decision for myself. That's just personally for me. This was the best route to go.
0: And obviously, two more questions for you. The first one, Mm -hmm. and I know this, from the sense I get from you, I got a pretty good BS detector i would like to think being from the northeast and the feeling i get it's not to be look at me look at me guess what i'm doing type of deal but Mm -hmm. i heard you spend time in a local cancer center you know doing stuff for patients and trying to give back and like i said it's not to get attention for yourself but it's like it just feels like from your personality that's good to give back and such. So what led you in that direction to try to give back that way?
2: Yeah. So I actually, well, I was bartending for my job for four and a half years. And I had saw a job opening at the cancer center at our local hospital. And I was, I, I was like, all right, it's, it's time for me to get a full on day job really like try to figure out the insurance side, the whole adulting thing. Yeah. But the reason that the cancer center stood out to me is because unfortunately I have had many family members who have had cancer or passed from cancer as well as family friends. And I just wanted to do something to make those who are going through those hard times feel better and smile. And that was my goal every day. <laughs> and so now I'm still working there part-time and, um, I, I just love it there. If I'm ever able to say, you know, when I'm giving a patient their appointments, cause I'm a receptionist there. <laughs> so I, I schedule the appointments and anytime I go in and give them their appointments. I'm like, if you need anything, I'm just right over there. And I just hope you have a great day. And it, and you know, it's just something to make them smile or like if I notice just a little something like notice something on their shirt that I can relate to, I'll bring that up or, Oh, Hey, I see you live really close to me. That's really cool. (laughs) You
0: you try to have that connection with them.
2: Exactly. And it truly makes a difference. It does. And I've, you know, had many people just say, wow, you, you made my day today. And that's, that means the world to me coming from someone who's going through something so hard. And it also helped me better understand my family members who went through all of that and really see what they endured. And it's, I I honestly just got a whole new perspective on life through working there. And I'm grateful for every minute of every day, (laughs) truly. And I actually grew up volunteering at various different places as well. I volunteered at a camp for kids with special needs as well. And and I just love making people happy. That's why I do it.
0: (laughs) You're a people person, which is good, especially doing what you do. Music question, last one. So... And everybody is different, but mm-hmm. who would you say are your influences?
2: Um tough question because I mean, do you mean like musician wise? Or <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and however you want to take it, is it somebody you folks you listen to, folks you try to emulate, you know, you can go in any direction yeah. you want with that.
2: Well, My biggest influencer when it comes to music is my dad. My dad has shown me everything that I listen to now (laughs) Um, for the most part, and except for the pop stuff, that's not really his forte, but- um. I I could
0: see your dad being a Britney Spears fan. What are you talking about? (laughs) I never met her father, but yeah, no.
2: No, Britney Spears is not his cup of tea. Spice Girls, um, then. Not quite. He was. Uh, I know I'll be getting gave... a phone call
0: or text if he hears this, but go ahead.
2: Yes, <laughs> he is actually the one that gave me the Amy Winehouse "Back to Black" CD. And when he gave me that CD, I put it, I I drove a little Saturn um, in high school, and I was sixteen at the time, and I put popped that in my CD player and. <laughs> I had it on every single day. I could sing that whole album from front to back. I know the whole thing. Um, So Amy Winehouse is a huge influence of mine. I just love how fearlessly she wrote. And just she's so powerful and talented. And I just wish I got the chance to meet her because I, even though she, you know, that's someone who has also had a super, super tough life. And she, you know, she, she fearlessly wrote about it. And that was that that's my goal when it comes to my writing. Now I also love Aerosmith and Steven Tyler's writing. That's another person who is just, fearless when it comes to music he will do the craziest of the crazy (laughs) and doesn't care if people like it or not
0: steven (laughs) is steven
2: he is he truly is and my my goal in life is to say it for other people to say about me mia is mia (laughs) and i'll be like yep that's true that's i'm my i am who i am that that's just how i will always be um So, Amy Winehouse, Aerosmith, Steven Tyler, huge influences of mine. I also love Etta James. My dad also showed me Etta James. At last. Yes. At last. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Let's not go, we can go down that whole rabbit hole, you know, of that time period too. So,
2: absolutely. But um, yeah, I mean, Dolly Parton too. I mean, I think I hit pretty much every genre there, (laughs) but truly, I mean, my dad is my biggest influencer of who my biggest musical influences are. So
0: right on. So make sure you check out all the links, meabrownmusic.com. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It was such a great time.
1: Hi, this is Adrian King, and you may know me from Friday the 13th, The Soul Survivor. And I'm here with Crazy Train Radio.